Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Psychology of Learning Foreign Languages. My name is Gerhard Orwand. I'm a psychology lecturer, book author and German language teacher. In today's episode we are going to talk about Carol Dweck's theory of the two mindsets, the fixed versus the growth mindset. I hope you didn't miss out on last episode where we talked about the importance of setting upper limits to your daily routine. If you have missed out on that episode or on any of the other more than 50 episodes, please visit our archives where you can find all of them. Also, if you want to listen to us in another language, please go to our website, which you will find here on, on the podcast, or it's very easy now, it's the go method. Org, the, do, the go method.org. The last week we launched three new podcasts so you can listen to us, listen to us on nine languages Russian, Ukrainian, Romanian, German, English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian and Swedish. So during the next maybe 10 or eight months we launch also in Dutch and Azerbaijani. Often people ask me, how many languages do you speak and what are those 21 languages you speak? There are a lot of polyglots online that post videos of themselves, uh, a lot of languages. And I decided instead of doing a video and telling somebody one sentence in 21 languages, I prefer to offer some value to listeners in those countries and to have a weekly podcast. Not in all of them, because I'm constrained with my time but at least in 11 12 of them and share some of the the information i've read and experienced during the last maybe 20 years of teaching foreign language good then a short message from a sponsor which is uh, me if you are if learning a foreign language is critical for your career for your success and if you feel that you are not making enough progress need to be much quicker in your learning then please uh, do not hesitate to call me for a personal strategy session. Uh, so I help you overcome obstacles in uh, your learning and help you set up a productive language learning routine. So just send me an email and we'll see what we can f um, figure out. Good. Then um, we are going to talk today about Carol Dweck's theories. So Carol Dweck has now in the meantime become a bestseller author. She is a university professor of psychology at Stanford University. When I studied uh, psychology at the University of Hamburg in Germany, I uh, relied on some of her theories for my master's thesis. At that time, almost or oh, very, very few people have heard about her. Yes, she had um, her, her theories were quite, uh, there were in American textbooks on educational psychology, so, but um, most of my fellow students have, had never heard about her. So, and I found her theories extremely fascinating. In the meantime, the, you know, she published the bestseller Mindset, which I remember, for example, in uh, Reading and Success magazine, that was listed as one of the 10 most important business books or success books. So, and listening daily uh, to, to business podcast I regularly encounter guests recommending her books as one of the most influential books and 
I can say the same for me, not necessarily the book mindset, because I prefer the book she uh, published earlier, which is a more scientific book about her research. It's, I think it's called the series of self or something. And, um, but I can s say that her theories and really changed my outlook on life, my results in the, in the end too. So um, a short summary, and you will find a lot of summaries online on YouTube, so I won't spend much time on it, but spend more time on the implications for language learning and language teaching. So according to her research, um, there are two mindsets uh, to look about anything we humans, for example. It could be our personality, or it can be our intelligence. And typically, those two mindsets depend on very specific activities. So, for example, you could have one mindset for a certain sport, another mindset for, for swimming, or for playing chess, or for dancing. So, it's not that people fall only in one of the two categories. No? A growth mindset is when you believe that your current state, your current personality or intelligence level is something that you can change over time if you put in the necessary effort and practice. A fixed mindset is, a, is if a person believes that you, have, you are born with a certain intelligence, with a certain personality, and there's not much you can do to change this. Now, let me run... Um, down a list of certain situations and you try to answer in your head if you think that this is something that you could significantly improve by practice or if it is something that you you are born with it and you cannot do much about it for example public speaking in special situations for example speaking at a wedding ceremony at a funeral at a board meeting at a national a com conference of your industry, uh, giving a TED talk, making a podcast, uh, participating in a talk show, uh, dancing, uh, different styles of dancing, playing a musical instruments, uh, the violin, the piano, singing, painting, mathematics, uh, writing a book, gymnastics, soccer, tennis, golf, foreign languages. Now, there are some areas from my experience where people tend to have more fixed mindsets and other where they have more growth. Of course, the answers depend also on other factors too. For example, there's in social psychology, the concept of social desirability. So we tend to give the answer that we believe is expected from us. More than 12 years of school and college train us in developing the intuition what our teacher wants to hear from us, what our parents want to hear. So. In today's culture, and especially in American culture, people feel they are expected to believe in everything is possible. Of course, I can change my personality. Of course, I have intelligence. No? So the, the response is most likely to be biased in favor of the growth mindset. But if you ask yourself why you are not doing certain things, why you are not playing music anymore, singing anymore, dancing anymore, doing something creative and most probably people give the, the answer that hey I, d I just don't have the talent i'm not talented enough or they hide behind various excuses so what are the implic so implications for language learning first i am deeply convinced that as is music 
And language learning is an area with a lot of mindset. Why? Because it is something very primordial to us. And we have received a lot of feedback during our childhood at the lesson. And many of us have also had uh, very frustrating experiences with learning foreign languages. I remember reading in the book by Brian Kaplan, The Case Against Education, which is a, a scientific book by an economics professor, which I highly recommend. Uh, it's not against education at all. It's, uh, the title is a bit misleading. And it cites a national survey in the US uh, among adults and about what they learned at school. So in foreign languages, less than 1% answered anonymously. So there was no recognizability of the, uh, of who gave the answers. So, so no need to impress the interviewer. Less than 1% said that they had learned a foreign language very well at school. Now, how, how do we get those growth and fixed mindsets? One very obvious option is you know, we learn them. So Carol Dweck and her colleagues did various experiments where they could manipulate the students' mindsets. Or the, At that time, they were called uh, implicit theories of intelligence. So if students were given before a task uh, a text about famous people that uh, became famous due to their efforts, hard work, practice, then students were more prone to develop that growth mindset or th the belief that intelligence is malleable, uh, malleable, so it's flexible. On the other hand, uh, if they got an instruction giving examples of people who uh, were just talented by nature, they were just geniuses, huh? then students shifted more to the fixed mindset. So what kind of feedback by teachers and parents tends to reinforce a fixed mindset? So in general, every time when we get statements uh, about our inherent nature, so you are such, or you, you are so smart, you are so clever, no? or the negative ones, of course, but the most surprising aspect in her research is that praise for fixed qualities, no? like you are so smart, reinforces a fixed mindset, which in turn makes students vulnerable for future setbacks and failures. So students that were primed towards a growth mindset just by giving them positive feedback, like you are clever, you are smart, you are so intelligent, no? had a breakdown after they experienced failure. Because that failure then was a, a sign they lack the necessary talent. So what happens with people that have a, a, um, a fixed mindset when they learn foreign language? First, they have the tendency to give up very early. And because for people with a growth mindset, if something is difficult, then it is a welcome learning opportunity. So they become excited that, that this is something new. For people with a fixed mindset, this is a, a risk of looking stupid in front of others. If I need to make an effort, this necessarily means that I'm not talented. So effort in the view of people with a fixed mindset is something negative and needs to be avoided. Uh, it should come easy to me. If it doesn't come easy to me, it's not for me. So people with a fixed mindset, yeah, they often even try very hard at the beginning and see if they get quick results. If not, then they change the teacher they run away and or they, or they give up the language. So I see this with my language students. I even recently had 
even uh, it's not only adults no? it's not that adults that are afraid of going back to school no? uh, adolescence I've had one students uh, running out of the class because for for her it was too much to be put in a situation where uh, something was difficult because her interpretation was it looks difficult that means I'm st so what do these students do they they change to an another teacher so after a month I see them with a third teacher so they check migrate from one teacher to the next at our school and then after a certain time I do not see them and they have it probably they went to another school but most probably sometimes I try to catch up on them and they have uh, vanished completely they have given up the language so and even if they continue to learn a foreign language then they try to avoid all the areas that are risky for them so they tend to do everything on paper uh, because it's more difficult to speak so why is it so if you're doing everything on paper you have unlimited time to think and you can correct things you can make things perfect because for you it's important how you look in front of others you want to look smart so you can check uh, your essay and have other people have a look on it this is also something i observed with such students if they get homework then they go to great length to finding something somebody who checks their homework first before pre presenting it in class and or they write their essays with the google translate and, and when you are asked to speak then, then you need to produce sentences real time and so you don't have the time to think about it if the teaching station forces them to to speak like in my lessons and so on those students tend to ask in advance what will be the topic of next lessons conversation and because they want to prepare in advance and then they come up with a completely written out dialogue they rehearse it at home because they want to look smart and this is very bad because in reality all that strategies do not function we when we communicate with our friends with colleagues and people want to have us answer spontaneously and if somebody discovers that we just rehearse uh, our sentences at home uh, people will make fun of us or they will become very unpopular because nobody wants to live with a parrot so now um, please read more on this topic as I really recommend reading her book or at least uh, looking at some of her talks uh, um, I know that a lot of our listeners they are a bit wary of uh, the self-help literature and um, positive thinking and this, uh, uh, this esoteric stuff and so on but really most of her book is really based on it's based on studies published in the scientific literature often it's even more interesting to read the original studies because then you get really the complete information how they did their experiments and this is a podcast about psychology and also about academic psychology so what can you do to develop a growth mindset yeah first i think it's doing an inventory what mindsets you have uh, for different areas uh, also in your language uh, maybe you have different mindsets for public speaking for writing essays for grammar for pronunciation and so on and then uh, try to analyze a bit where the, those fixed mindsets come from uh, uh, your parents your, the people around you trying to put you in a certain category and then try to find models not necessarily in language speaking because those models can apply for uh, for other areas too no. 
trying to find out about people who have a growth mindset, overcome difficulty, who are not afraid to admit failures publicly. And of course, homework, uh, read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, or at least watch one of her talks. So thank you very much for listening. In the next um, weeks, we'll go step by step through chapters of my book, The Go Method. Um, this topic was also a small part of, of, the, of the book. I am not going to read. You know, I'm always, apart from maybe the first two podcasts where I read from my blog post, uh, we, I, I'm always speaking spontaneously. So even if you've read the book, expect always some unexpected commentary on this. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, please recommend this podcast to at least one of your friends or relatives that is struggling learning a foreign language. All the best and bye-bye.